Hello, and welcome to the LA Opera Podcast, the place for you to learn all about our productions. Today, we're focusing on Giuseppe Verdi's timeless opera Rigoletto. We'll talk about the plot and the music, and we'll hear from some of our principal cast members telling you about their characters. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Rigoletto takes place in a world where morality and virtue lay on the back burner. The story pits a court jester against his noble employers in the 16th century court of Mantua. It's a fascinating setting. The surface glamour of the court contrasts with the dissolute behavior of virtually everyone that we encounter there. The tragic plot is set off by the playboy antics of the Duke of Mantua, who is always thinking about his next conquest. The title character, Rigoletto, is no angel either, as we'll see. His moral ambiguity makes him one of the opera's most fascinating roles. The opening scene of Rigoletto plunges us into this decadent setting. The Duke is enjoying the attentions of numerous ladies of the court, but he's also thinking about a lovely young woman he's seen in church. He doesn't know who she is, but he's determined to meet her. But in the meantime, the Duke's attentions return to the women around him. Throughout the opera, the Duke's solo music is generally upbeat, cheerful, and carefree, and it's always exceptionally beautiful. The music tells us what a charming guy he is. In his opening aria, with its galloping rhythm and straightforward melody, he tells us everything that we need to know about him, that he'll happily move on from one woman to the next, with no second thoughts or regrets. Here's tenor Arturo Chacon Cruz, who sings the Duke. The Duke is, is a character that he is a, a mean guy, but he doesn't even realize it. He does what he wants. That's what society has made him. So the music that Verdi puts into him is, is so honest, is so clear. The Duke is very well liked. People love him because he's just there. That's, he's himself. His identity is never in question. Even though he's changing characters within the opera, he is always himself. He, he always wants to do what he wants to do. One of the courtiers, Count Ciprano, watches helplessly as the Duke disappears for a private rendezvous with his wife, the beautiful Countess Ciprano. The court jester Rigoletto can't resist this opportunity to insult the wronged husband. Now, like Count Ciprano, all of the other courtiers have also been the target of Rigoletto's stinging humor at one time or another, and they decide to plot their revenge. Rigoletto is apparently keeping a mistress. There's a beautiful young woman living in his house, so they concoct a plan to kidnap the girl. The courtiers are interrupted by the appearance of Count Monterone, whose daughter has been assaulted by the Duke. When Rigoletto viciously taunts him, Monterone turns his rage upon the jester, cursing Rigoletto for mocking a father's grief. The venom of this curse fills Rigoletto with horror, for he too, it turns out, is a father. Rigoletto has raised his daughter Gilda alone after her mother's death, shielding her from the debauchery of the court. As he walks home, haunted by Monterone's curse, Rigoletto encounters Sparrow Fucile, an assassin who offers his services. Here's bass Morris Robinson, who performs the role of Sparrow Fucile. 
So the cool thing about Spider for Chile is, with any great bass roll, sometimes you have like theme music that comes in. With this, you get this really creepy music. And with Verdi, it's always a cello, uh, or a section of celli, if you will. But I get this really creepy, La, da, da, da. So you know something creepy is about to happen, and it just so happens to be my music when I'm walking in to uh, interrupt his thought. So yeah, I like it. It kind of sets up the scene nicely. Fred was pretty good. <laughs> Rigoletto sends the assassin on his way, but only after asking where he might find him later. That night, the Duke comes to Gilda's house, and she recognizes him as the handsome young man she's noticed in church. He tells her that he's just a poor young student, a commoner. She's completely smitten with him. It's the first time that Gilda has ever been in love, and with her aria, Caro Nome, Verdi conveys her emotions with music that's light and lyrical and dreamy, accompanied by delicate strings. Gilda, of course, is the woman the courtiers think is Rigoletto's mistress. When the Duke is gone, the courtiers trick Rigoletto into assisting with his own daughter's kidnapping. Rigoletto realizes too late that he's lost the only thing in the world that matters to him. The courtiers bring Gilda to the palace. They lock her in a room and tell the Duke that they've captured Rigoletto's mistress. The Duke, of course, knows exactly who the hostage really is, and he takes the opportunity to have his way with the girl at her most vulnerable moment. When Rigoletto figures out what's going on, he rages against the courtiers for their cruelty. Now here, Verdi gives Rigoletto his greatest solo moment, the aria Cortigiani, an intense, searing aria that shifts from rage to desperation. Here's baritone Juan Jesus Rodriguez, who sings the role of Rigoletto. It's a dream for a baritone to sing this role, Rigoletto. When you start to study, you dream every day with seeing this role. It's fantastic, wonderful. Cortigiani is the main aria of the opera of, of Rigoletto role. He expressed he's looking for his daughter. He, he knows he's there in the palace. So he's asking for Pietà. So it's a very, very, very emotional moment. Pietà, Pietà, Gilda escapes her captors and rushes into her father's arms. Filled with shame, she tells Rigoletto what has happened to her. Now, while her music in Act One was light and airy, her music from here on takes on much more depth and anguish. Here's soprano Lisette Orpesa, who sings the role of Gilda. 
The fact that Gilda's music much earlier on, um, especially when she sings her famous aria, Caro Nome, is very full of youth and full of that first love, that pure, pure, pure first love feeling, uh, which we all know, we all have experienced, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, later in the opera, Gilda's music becomes much more shaded with um, understanding and um, I wouldn't say maturity in the sense of she doesn't age 10 years overnight. It's more maturity in the sense of she's had a new experience. Um, she's had a sexual experience, um, an encounter with the Duke that has changed her from the inside out. And this kind of motivates her uh, to sing in a different way, to say things in a much more direct way to her father. Whereas early in the opera, she speaks very indirectly to him. Later in the opera, she speaks much more directly to him, telling him what she wants uh, of him, and and that's a really um, a really strong change for her. So she really goes through a big journey. Rigoletto decides to escape the corruption of Mantua with Gilda, whom he disguises in boy's clothing. But first, he's set on revenge. He hires Sparafucile to murder the Duke. The assassin's sister Madalena assists in the scheme by luring the Duke to their house in a shady part of town. But she starts to feel sorry for her handsome victim, whose irresistible song, Le Donna Immobile, is one of the most famous tenoraries in the entire operatic repertoire. Women are as fickle as a feather in the wind, he sings. Once again, the music that Verdi gives to the Duke is always enormously appealing. Here's tenor Arturo Chacon Cruz again. The whole uh, idea of, of this opera is, is finding how we as human beings are always putting masks on. The Duke especially, it, that's my favorite part of the opera, the, it, it, the character that he is so changing. It, but <laughs> at the same time, he says that women are so changing and so fleeting with their thoughts, but he, in reality, is as fleeting, if not more. Uh, of course, La Donna Immobile is this aria that has gone around the world and, and, he, and will never die. It's an aria that, that everybody will recognize, and I get the honor and privilege of singing it for you. Now, if you're new to Rigoletto, there are some major spoiler alerts coming, so if you don't want to know how it ends, you may want to turn off the podcast now. Here we go. Madalena persuades her brother to let their charming victim live. In his place, they will instead kill the next person who comes to their isolated house and deliver that unlucky visitor's corpse to Rigoletto. Hiding outside the house, Gilda overhears this plan, and she decides to sacrifice her own life to save the Duke's. She knocks on the door, fully aware of the fate that awaits her inside. Later, when Rigoletto returns to claim the Duke's corpse, the jester is devastated to discover that it's his own daughter and not his sworn enemy who has been murdered. Blaming himself, he realizes that Monterone's curse 
has proven fatal. Rigoletto, Verdi captures the very essence of each character and plot twist through music that penetrates straight into the listener's heart. And it's an opera full of powerful emotions and truly fascinating characters. The court jester who takes his jokes too far, the overprotected young woman who falls for the absolute worst guy in the world for her, and the handsome charmer who somehow always gets away with all the trouble that he causes. Here's Arturo Chacon Cruz again, our duke. Rigoletto is a perfect opera. It's, it's very easy to, to say, oh, La Donna Immobile is, is probably the most recognized uh, part of the opera, but in, uh, in itself, the whole opera is full of, of life, it's full of humanity. Even though it's not a comedy, it feels at some points that you should be laughing because the music is so live and it's so, but that's what life is. Sometimes you have to laugh when you want to cry and sometimes you want to cry when you want to laugh. It's, it's always taking you this way. LA Opera's production of Rigoletto runs through June 3rd. Learn more about Rigoletto by visiting laopera.org. Sempre un amabile, leggia droviso.